As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. And what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media. Then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. I'm one of the hosts, Steve, and with me, he's one of the forgotten planeteers whose special ring power was to tell everyone to subscribe, comment, and share. It's... Uh, yeah, hell, actually, Steve, that's uh, not true. My ring had the power of vasectomies. Aww, uh, here we go. Yeah. Basic, yeah, I could point it at any man and the vast deference <laughs> would uh, dissipate. Much like uh, the ability for this planet to sustain life is dissipating. Oh, well, look at that. What a segue. <laughs> oh, you sound <laughs> like uh, one of those eugenicist millionaires who's like, oh, the, the earth is overpopulated. We need to do something about that. It's like, well, uh, did you want to start off by killing yourself? Uh, no, not me. I meant other people, poor people, uh, you know, no, no Gaia, no Captain Planet, more people on the planeteer level, if you get what I'm saying. Uh, but uh Wow, so, <laughs> why? Oh <God>. so <laughs> hey, you started it. <laughs> All right, so, wow, Captain Planet. Why are we talking about yeah. Captain Planet in 2023? This was a hell pick, everyone. I want everyone to know that. Yeah, well, you know, I think this is a, I, I don't know, I, I, I feel like everyone I grew up with uh, watched this show and mm-hmm. has fond memories of it. Uh, I will say it was a bit of a bittersweet watch. Is how I would describe uh, uh, this episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, what was your? I assume you watched it as well growing up. Of course, I think in uh, early '90s we moved to an area that actually had uh, the ability to get cable because we lived out in the middle of nowhere and had this wacky satellite that I didn't really know how to operate back then. And so, yeah, my uh, the early '90s was filled with WCW Saturday Night. And Captain Planet <laughs> on uh, yeah. Oh, I uh, I thought you were just a big billionaire Ted fan. Uh, I mean, I you know in those early days I didn't know uh, who he was, but I mean now I mean obviously. Uh, I mean, yeah, I you did. love billionaires. I know. <laughs> He's one of those eugenicists I was talking about earlier. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll, I'll give um, uh, Ted Turner. I, I will give him some credit for creating this idea for the show and uh, he was a pretty well-known conservationist um so you know i mean i mean he's a billionaire so i'm sure he was an asshole uh, <laughs> well you know that's a little uh i mean that's almost racist to say i mean how many billionaires have you met they can't all be assholes can they uh, i'm sure i'm sure they're all assholes you know you'd uh you don't get to make that much money you know there comes a point where you're not you're not making money you're taking it uh <laughs> and uh these are some uh, harsh, possibly truths here. I guess how you want to look at it. Want to defend billionaires? I'm not defending it. I'm just are, are saying you you're making it? some very broad statements here uh, that can't exactly be proven or not proven. Uh, you know, and I think it's funny I, though. I don't think these are. I, I, I come on, Steve. 
<laughs> I will say I think it's funny that, I, like, all right, so you make a shitload of money, and then you're either, you know, super conservationist, like billionaire Ted, or you're, you know, super far right, like, uh, I don't know, like you're Donald Musk. Trump or whoever. Well, is he even... Is he even anything like? Yeah, no, he he's he's like a full on super right wing weirdo. He he might be even more right wing than Trump at this point. I mean, I think he just does what's best for his company, but uh, I I don't know. Does he do what's best for his company? Well, Steve? I mean, you see these changes, advertisers fleeing Twitter uh, in droves. Well, we all know <laughs> he, he bought he bought Twitter so he could destroy it. <laughs> I mean, uh, at least that's... isn't he like forced out of like the board of Tesla? Also, like. Uh, like, like, or at forced out of the CEO position, if I'm not mistaken. He was forced out of PayPal. Like, this this dude's a moron. I mean, I guess. Like, he's just like. Well, I don't know about moron, but I will say, all right, maybe all of those billionaires are assholes, but there's one that uh, always does the right thing, and that is Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> oh, mean, yes, of course. Of yes, course. yes, yes. Like, by of course, at the beginning of the episode, he seems like he's being, you know, your typical greedy billionaire. But by the end, like, he's, like, saved the townspeople, like, uh, hired them to work for McDuck Industries, and then found the treasure. And uh, that's how I like to believe that one uh, billionaire Ted lives his life. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah, I, I realized that um, – oh, yeah, I like what you did with the intro there, but I definitely wanted to uh, throw in the whole subscribe thing. Because we always forget to ask people, and I see other YouTubers who are like – Oh, I started asking people to subscribe, and they actually did it. So uh, I'm just hoping that we get some of that magic thrown our way. Man, uh, how uh, the power, Steve, that your voice, uh, power of suggestion that you hold. Maybe that's your secret ring. Uh, <laughs> the power to make you do things against your will. Oh, man. Well, some places, that's a crime. Here, uh, it's a call to action to subscribe. Well, back in the 40s, it was a superhero power by the, uh, that was coveted by the Shadow, my good man. And he was like... Oh, I didn't know where this was going, but you said back in the 40s. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, there's another billionaire, Bruce Wayne, billionaire. I mean, these guys were out there fighting crime, getting down there in the gutter, mixing it up with, uh, you know... I mean, Bruce Wayne is a murderer, though. Also. <laughs> Not compared to like the Wolver Wolverine or the Punisher, the Bruce Wayne yeah, is yeah, a yeah. Those guys are all they're all murderers. Yeah, those I mean. guys, Batman does not kill. He just puts people in prison, then they get right back out on the street, or he puts them in. I mean, he's I've seen him throw people out windows and uh, things like that where they could not possibly survive. Well, they and get then, they get injured and then they can't commit crime anymore. Well, yes, when you're paralyzed from the neck down, thank courtesy of Bruce Wayne, uh, you, you, will, you will welcome the sweet surrender, escape of death. Boy, you must be really uh, looking forward to Blue Beetle then. <laughs> Where, I didn't even know like, that was coming out actually, until the other day, so well, I bet you're excited. I mean, I don't really care about Blue Beetle, but the, the controversy, or it's more of a non-troversy, is like when they had the, uh, the trailer... Like, for no reason, they had, like, a character going, Batman's a fascist, just to, like, make all the Bat bros angry or whatever. It's it's just a it's a marketing tactic just to get people to talk about Blue Beetle because nobody cares about Blue Beetle. Um, but, yeah, I was surprised that they're doing a Blue Beetle movie. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they're desperate to restart the DCEU, and I guess that's... I can't wait to see how DC fucks this up. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but, um... Speaking of superheroes, I guess we should uh, jump into Captain Planet. What do you think? 
Yeah, let's do it. But uh, before we do that, this episode is brought to you by our brand new stickers. Uh, what do you What do you think of them? Let me know. What do you think? Are you asking me what I? Yeah, think? yeah, you. I mean, <laughs> oh, they're 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 great. The highest quality adhesive, from what I understand. Uh, <laughs> it's adamantium grade adhesive. Yeah, yeah, great, Steve. <laughs> the episode about uh, cons- helping the planet out. Uh, we we have paper. Uh, that we printed. <laughs> At least paper is uh, biodegradable. Plus, uh, these are made from recycled. Is the adhesive though? Uh, <laughs> what's with you and adhesive? All right, you know what? I don't know, Steve. I'm, <laughs> I just want to know if Ted uh, Turner is going to be okay. I wonder if he even cares anymore. But we'll we'll talk about him in a minute. Is, is he? Isn't he dead? No, no. I mean, not according to the the research that I. Uh, I mean, it didn't say anything about. He's on. He sits on some environmental board, or uh, we'll get into it. Are you ready to jump into Captain Planet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's jump into all it. All right, all right. Welcome to your feature presentation. Alrighty, so uh, Captain Planet ran from 1990 to 1996, six season, 113 episodes in total, and we are watching the uh, pilot episode, which has uh, been titled A Hero for Earth, and uh, it premiered September 15th, 1990, and before we spoil the entire episode for you, you can watch the entire episode on archive.org. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, Google likes to suppress archive.org. Uh, it doesn't like it for some reason. So you'll have to try to find it uh, other ways. And um, I mean, we already sort of. Well, a uh, uh, little pro tip for the listeners you can just, uh, at the end of your search, just add archive.org and then go. it'll come right up. Yep. All right. Uh, so we already talked, pretty much talked about our history. I mean, did you like watch like a, a lot of Captain Planet or just, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we've got a super fan, super planeteer here. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've watched all of the episodes. Mm. Like, I like I didn't really remember this episode. Um, but um, yeah, I definitely watched a lot of it. I, I would assume most of it. Wow, I mean, I can't believe there were six seasons of it. Uh, I imagine this. Is, I know, right? This is one that I probably uh, I remember it being on like the weekends, and I would just catch it sort of here and there. Um, well, obviously, this was like Ted Turner's, like one of his pet projects. You oh, know, for sure. Much like you know, he's a huge wrestling fan, so you know, he bought WCW, and you know, he kept them on the air for years, even though they were losing money for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, Ted owned. Uh, for those that don't know, Ted Turner, he started um, TBS, which stands for Turner Broadcasting Systems, mm-hmm. uh, CNN, TNT, like uh, a bunch of networks. Um, so, yeah, he he was uh, the guy in charge of all that stuff. And, uh, and sad, what Ted wanted, he got. And the now, well, I don't know if it's technically defunct, but they've been making a big uh, he he created Cartoon Network. They've been making a big deal yeah. about the fact that they recently closed the Cartoon Network building out here in Burbank. I don't know if that means the whole uh, you know channel is in the the toilet or whatever, but which is a shame because uh, there's a lot of great stuff on Cartoon Network. I read Ted Turner is going to start drawing and animating all the cartoons himself now. He's uh... <laughs> well, he was uh, one half of the creator of uh, Captain Planet here. Uh, the other half being. Uh, Barbara Pyle, who was a producer, filmmaker, and activist. 
Uh, apparently, I don't know, they became chummy when she was hired to, I don't know, photograph uh, something. And uh, then later she was promoted, I, I assume, after they hooked up. <laughs> I'm just making that up. <laughs> She was promoted to the head of the environmental division of TBS. And, uh, yeah, she was, like, really big on making TBS as uh, green as possible. Um, yeah. So uh, here's a synopsis for – oh, I'm sorry. Did you have something to say? I was just going to say we have Joey the Poet in the chat. Just wanted to say hello. Thank you for joining. Hey, oh, welcome, Joey. Uh, but, uh, but, man, you know uh, – Talk, talking about Captain Planet and, you know, all the stuff that the uh, that our planet, the actual Earth is going through, it uh, makes me scared, you hell. Fills me with a lot of mm. fear. And I was just wondering, you know, if you have anything that could set my fears or the listeners' fears uh, at rest. You know, Steve, I have a piece of apparel that you can put on <gasps> that'll help uh, the, this way dissipate. Your fear. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep using the word dissipate. <laughs> Much like my vast deference has been dissipated, <laughs> this too will dissipate your fear. You know, I think Wheeler would have the ability to fry a man's, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> you don't need a special <laughs> ring for it. But uh, are you talking about the No Fear shirt of the week? I am. I am indeed, Steve. I brought one here. Wow. Now that's more powerful than any of the Planeteer uh, powers combined. So, uh Use your, you know, use your magic telepathy, enforce my finger, and here it comes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, it's the No Fear Shirt of the Week. (laughs) If it has wheels or a skirt, you can't afford it. No No fear. fear. No fear. What what is the shirt, Steve? <laughs> like I have no idea. Uh, you, I woke up to it. I mean, I was glad that the No Fear shirt of the week was back, and then I looked at it and I was like, "Huh?" Like I, <laughs> me too. Like it's like what? At first, I was like, "Is this misogynist?" And I mean, I guess it could be considered that because they've got a weird sort of. Uh, it's like the mud flap outline of like a dancer or an attractive woman right. here as the eye for the skirt. And like, okay, so they're saying you can't afford a car or a woman because you're not man enough or because you don't have enough money? I don't know. And it's so weird. So is the person, obviously a dude would be wearing this. Only a man would be stupid enough to buy this shirt. <laughs> but uh, so is the guy wearing this, like, mm-hmm. is he saying that like the person reading it, I guess, can't afford it? He can, I guess. Right. He can afford a prostitute. Uh, <laughs> Or a uh, or yeah or or a dancer from Tampa, <laughs> yeah or, or or like a car like it's so weird and I guess like No Fear had like these racing shirts but I mean this is so stupid but like <laughs> hasn't uh, isn't that what sort of uh, No Fear has evolved into or is that or maybe I'm thinking of the energy drink like I, I don't know but yeah this was uh, super confusing uh, still is um, anyone in the <laughs> live chat. If you've got a take on this shirt, uh, let us know. Um, or, or if it's not, if you're not in the live chat, just let us know in yeah. the comments. Because uh, are you unable to afford wheels or a skirt? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I honestly like this one. Usually, I try to find ones that are like funny, you know, because mm-hmm. of how ridiculous it is. This one's just more like confusing. Well, it's funny because it's confusing. I will, yeah. uh, I will definitely say that. C- so. Clearly, they were running out of ideas for, <laughs> for shirts. <laughs> they just like, 
uh, had like a, a word like randomizer on their like 90s uh, Windows laptop. And this is what they came up with. Yeah, but... this feels like like chat GPT wrote this shirt <laughs> but in the 90s, though. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, no. I no, mean, no, it feels I, like you ask, like if you ask chat GPT to mm-hmm. write me a no fear racing shirt. The only thing it's missing is like, you know, one of those uh, like soulless looking uh, AI generated characters with like bad feet and hands because it didn't know how yeah. to make feet and hands at the time. Could it couldn't afford the feet or hands uh yeah they, that's because they I, stole all of rob liefeld's art every ai has been trained on rob liefeld's art work. yeah well it's uh <laughs> they can actually do it now but yeah for a while there god that the hands and feet were pretty awful but uh, yeah yeah hands have gotten better but anyways all right that is the no fear uh, shirt of the week <laughs> we are not uh sponsored by them but someday wouldn't that be awesome they uh they make us our own uh, obscurity now no fear shirts uh, <laughs> uh if, if this is the the work that they're gonna bring to us uh no it would not be awesome Steve. <laughs> i mean i would just be happy that we had a sponsor at that point yeah that's uh, true, i mean that's it's true. All right, if you had to choose between them sponsoring us or uh, Big Johnson, <laughs> would you choose? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know, man. That That's, I, I guess, no fear. Yeah, I, yeah, no I, fear I thought so. I thought so. All right, so uh, back to the IMDb of... Um, um of captain planet here and uh here is the synopsis for captain planet if you wait i just want to before you get into the synopsis smoke monster is in the chat thanks for joining he, he put no fear needs you to sponsor them yeah, yeah at this point we probably, probably right. have more subscribers and followers uh than they have people buying their shirts uh, and uh and thank you for uh doing that listeners thank you for subscribing and following all right so uh here's the synopsis here we go <clears throat> A quintet of teenagers work together to encourage environmentally responsible behavior and can summon a superhero to deal with ecological disasters. And uh, we already talked about who created Captain Planet, so uh, this specific episode uh, was directed by one Will Magnon. And uh, he previously directed uh, Defenders of Earth, which, uh, if you don't know who that is, that is like the Phantom, Flash Gordon, and uh, Mandrake the Magician. Uh, the real Ghostbusters, I think we all know who that is. Uh, the Ultimate Avengers 2 movie, I feel like we've talked about this guy before. And uh, his last thing that he directed was 18 episodes of Bob the Builder. Now my question is, did Bob the Builder use recycled parts to build all that stuff? Because if he didn't, mm-hmm. we need to have words with him. So uh, <laughs> this was written by one uh, Nicholas Boxer. I mean, the guy's a, he's a demon in the ring. I mean, you have to be with that last name. And uh, he directed 104 episodes of Captain Planet. And only one other thing, which was called Earth Night, that came out in 1987. Uh, and then uh, this was also written by one Billy Rubin. This is the only thing IMDb has him listed as writing uh, ever. And uh, the production company is a good old Dick. I mean, Deke Entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Got to go with the Deke if you're looking for, you know, robust, erect cartoons. Uh, so uh, why don't you tell us, and uh, this is no joke, who are some of the uh, the stars who provided their voices for Captain Planet? 
Yeah, so first I'm going to start off with uh, Wheeler. He's the American Planeteer. He's played by uh, Bubba Ray Dudley at times, it sounds like. <laughs> I was uh, See, and I was going to make another wrestling reference. Uh, it's a Wheeler Yuda, right? The guy who's always getting pinned on a AEW oh, because nobody and, and there... The... Nobody else there wants to take a dive. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so uh, Wheeler is played by Joey uh, Didio, the mm -hmm. Dio. I don't mm -hmm. know. Uh, but uh, he's uh, been in a few things. Uh, nothing too, too – well, actually, he was in something called Tiger Within in 2020. But, yeah, nothing that you know him from. This was the thing that he did the most of. He's in 113 episodes of Captain Planet and the Planeteers, although – he was also in 50 episodes of Denver, The Last Dinosaur, which I know is on our list. Oh, yeah, we got to get to that. And he, sound, he sounds a lot like, oh, man, I forgot. It was in the uh, back of my mind. It'll, it'll come back later. But anyway, continue. Okay. Uh, then we have uh, Janice uh, Kawaii, uh, who plays Guy. Uh, I believe she's the Asian planeteer. Mm -hmm. um, been in a bunch of stuff, has 120 credits, a lot of video game stuff and voiceover stuff um oh smoke monster there there are indeed star trek connections that's why i'm starting with like these minor actors and saving them all for last <laughs> oh yes because everyone on these, star these trek nobodies. deserves to be held up high and worshiped as gods these losers that weren't good <laughs> enough to make it on trek baby all right then we've got kath which is her full first name uh i don't know if the parents just didn't finish uh <laughs> writing it but Kath Sosie or Souse. I don't know. It's a very mm -hmm. strange last name. I've never seen it before. She does the voice of Linka, which is the Russian, excuse me, Soviet, as she corrects Wheeler, uh, Planeteer. Right. Um, she has been in a ton of stuff. Uh, I, she was uh, did a bunch of voices in Rugrats, uh, Futurama. Uh, so, yeah, lots of cartoon voiceovers. Did you, just a quick little uh, tip here. Uh, did you see that? Because when they made the cartoon, the USSR was still a thing, and then it uh, it fell and just became regular Russia. So they had to, uh, to change the opening to accommodate that. Oh no, I was not aware of that. Yep. Um, all right. Up next, we have Ed Asner. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Ed Asner, the legend himself, playing mm -hmm. uh, this week's main villain, Hoggish Greedy, Greedly. Mm -hmm. um, Ed Asner, um, I mean, he's been in a million things. Um, he's awesome. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a, he's a legend. Is he still alive? No, he died nah. in 2021, mm -hmm. but he did have something come out this year. Sure. So uh, <laughs> oh, still working from the grave. I know who Wheeler sounds like to me uh, because he acts like him too. Uh, Link from the animated uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, and then his little uh, henchman is named Rigger, played by John uh, Ratzenberger. Um Again, has quite a few credits to his name. Um, nothing that really stood out to me. Some voiceover work, some live action stuff. Well, we got to mention um, Cheers and um, of uh, uh, because he was uh, Cliff. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't mention Cheers, I think the Internet would have uh, canceled us. That's uh, why he looked familiar. Yeah, he was uh, Cliff. Yeah, yeah, the, the mailman. And then right. he was also the voice of Mr. Potato Head in the um, Toy Story movies. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Cheers, personally. Yeah, I was. I never. Uh, I mean, my parents watched kinda, it. I guess I was just too young to get it. Yeah, the only reason why I ever caught any of it was because it aired uh, just before Star Trek reruns on uh, weeknights, mm. uh, 
And speaking of Star Trek, uh, let's go through uh, the many Star Trek uh, actors here. There's not that many, but first up, we have the uh, animation voiceover legend Frank Welker, mm-hmm. who's been in like an episode of Star Trek Voyager. He's like in Star Trek uh, Three as the voice of Spock screaming. Yeah, he's, he's also <laughs> he's basically like a, the third host of Obscurity now because yeah, he's yeah, always he's... on. <laughs> Yeah, he's been in a bunch of other Star Trek video games and uh, in anything animated ever created. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Dude, every time we um, he comes up on the podcast, he uh, his like number of credits goes up. He's up to eight hundred eighty six. Oh wow, wow! Credits now, man. He's gonna insane. Have, he's gonna have to have his own bumper here soon. <laughs> yeah. All right. Up next, we, oh, and Frank Walker. I should say who he does the voice of Suchi. Uh, I don't know who that was, but it's uncredited. Um, then we have Scott Melville. Scott Melville plays the voice of everyone's favorite 90s femboy, Mati. Uh, <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Put, put, a, put a little makeup on Mati and a, and a skirt. <laughs> You've been hanging out at the castle too long, man. <laughs> too, too, too much. Uh, also has a ton of credits. Uh, a lot of uh, voiceover work in cartoons. In fact, mostly that. Um, a few live action things. But uh, then we've got uh, David. Oh, yeah. I forgot uh, to mention what Star Trek thing uh, Scott was on. I'm not going to go back and look. I already closed his information. Out, but he was on some Star Trek thing. I can't remember. Uh, then we have David uh, Coburn, who plays Captain Planet. He was in an episode of Star Trek TNG as Ensign Brower. Um, yeah, he's been in some other stuff too, but obviously the most important thing is uh, Star Trek. Uh, and actually, he is in uh, does a voice in Trek to Yomi, which is a video game I recently got for PlayStation, which is really really cool game. It's all in black and white. It takes place like in feudal Japan. And oh, I've been wanting to really, play that. Yeah, that looks awesome. It is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely recommend keeping the Japanese voices on though, because. For some reason, they made the two main characters. They, if you turn it on English sub, uh, audio, they voiced them with um, like two British actors, uh, I and thought... it's so weird be- because like it's in Japan. There's a British; these two have British accents, but then every other character has an American accent. <laughs> well, that's so weird. it's just like really weird. I don't know. For me, it takes me out. I thought you were gonna uh, tell me that uh, the the Wheeler voice actor was uh, one of the samurai, and he's like, "Hey, I got a sword hey. over here." <laughs> I got a soul. Get out of here. Yeah. I'll stab you. Now I'm going to sexually harass a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Then we've got, uh, last but not least, LeVar Burton, who plays Kwame. He also does the opening narration. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeVar Burton, of course, is a legend. Reading Rainbow, uh, uh, Roots, Star Trek The Next Generation, mm-hmm. Picard. He's also directed a bunch of stuff, too, which... Um, I don't think uh, we've ever really discussed. Um, well, one of the Star think... Trek episodes we watched, he directed, I thought, if I remember correctly. Uh, probably, because he's directed a lot of Star Trek mm. episodes, especially DS9 and Voyager episodes. Mm. So he might have directed the DS9 episode or something. But um, yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, then we've got, last but not least, Whoopi Goldberg, another legend. Uh, she plays Ooh. the voice <laughs> of Gaia. Uh she was in Star Trek The Next Generation, Star Trek Picard, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, uh, a bunch of stuff. And, yeah, I think, uh, you know, she doesn't really need any introduction. She's got a long, long list of credits. And that is our casts and Star Trek connections. All right. Here we go. Ah! Oh, no. 
We've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah! Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg uh, telling my mom what to think on The View for like 20 years now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Smoke Monster, or excurse me, Chris Perry in the chat, he said that LeVar Burton is a national treasure, Mm -hmm. uh, which he is indeed. Uh, Did I ever tell you about when LeVar Burton pushed me? I think he did, but you know what? Let's hear it again. Why not? So I was at a Star Trek convention, uh, (laughs) and I was real drunk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I had had bought like a picture op with with LeVar, and uh, this is like, I think like 2016. But anyway, so I go up there to to do a picture, and he he was super nice, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I was like real drunk. and I thought I held it together pretty well. And he's like, you know, says a few pleasantries. We take the picture and he goes, there you go. You know, and he like very lightly puts his hand on my back. But at that time, it felt like God himself uh, had shoved me like Captain Planet had come down and, and pushed me as hard as possible. And I almost and I almost fell <laughs> like I started to like trip and fell. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, this is great. Oh, I pictured <laughs> it so I pictured it so much different. I, like he was ready for you to go, so he called you a racial slur and just gave you the bums rush. No, Lavar would never do that. He might throw <laughs> a book just, at me or something yeah. and, and tell me to read it. Literally but... throw the the book of law book. at you. The yeah. Um, oh man, that would be an honor though to have a book thrown at you by Lavar Burton. <laughs> go read this, and he throws you the Bible yeah. right in your face. Hey, read this book. Oh, I don't I don't know why he's uh, <laughs> turned into Bubba Ray Dudley, but <laughs> right, right. Uh... All right, are you ready to go through the episode, Mr. Velasquez? Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, so uh, we open with LeVar Burton telling us that Gaia, the spirit of the Earth, can't hack it on her own anymore because we awesome humans are kicking her ass with our awesome pollution. So she sends out five rings. This is basically the cold open where they explain everything. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't have you trying to make pollution sound cool on my bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just totally rocks, you know. I want all the kids to know about it. Uh, so she sends out five rings to uh, Kumai from uh, Africa, and he's got the power of Earth. Uh, Wheeler from North America, he's got the power of fire. Uh, Linka um, from the USSR, she's got the power of wind, and Guy from Asia, who's got the power of water, and Matai from uh, South America. Matai, right? You're right. Uh, from South America, and he's got the power of heart. And when all five powers are combined, it summons Earth's greatest champion, Captain Planet. You hell, which one of the rings do you think you would want the most, and which one do you think is the lamest? I mean, I always thought as a kid, heart was pretty lame. Oh, yeah. Right there uh, with you. And uh, maybe it's because Mati, from what I, at least I know when I was watching the show as a, as a kid or whatever, I thought Mati was also just kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is before I realized that, you know, he's just a hot little femboy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, you can't deny it. <laughs> he, he's got he's got that that bussy, I believe is what it's called. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what that is, Steve? Yes, I don't know. I, sadly, I didn't even know what edging was, and that had to be explained I'm to me. I'm pretty sure so. you already explained to me what that was before in the past. But yes, okay, I know right. what it is. I don't think we need to explain it right now. All right, all right. Then, then we'll move on. But uh, I don't know. So yeah, I thought he was the lamest one. If I had to like choose one of these rings, um, I don't know. It'd be a toss-up between fire and water for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Oh, I'm right there with you. I mean, heart was the lamest, but I 
think it's uh, funny because Gaia specifically says that heart is the most important. And I think that's obvious uh, because, you know, we all, quote unquote, have a heart and we're supposed to care about the earth and all this stuff. Uh, but yeah, of course, as a kid, I thought that was uh, super lame. Um, yeah. but, uh, as an adult, I totally get why they included it. And I, and I think it's actually like a really good inclusion. Um, uh, but yeah, as a kid, I was like, heart, yeah. <laughs> right. And what does that have to do with earth? Sure. And I'm sure, uh, as like a 12 or 11 year old, I, I probably thought like, um, uh, that fire was probably the way to go, but really I, I kind of like, uh, earth cause you can just, you know, build uh, anything you want basically out of dirt and, uh, you know, my wife and I are uh, desperate for a house, so we could just use that to make our own land and then <laughs> build a house oh, out of okay. the earth. okay. I see. <laughs> yeah, but we want to get out of this goddamn apartment. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, moving on, uh, we're now into the episode, and we are outside in a beautiful forest with birds and bunnies, and bam, is it getting ravaged by a giant robot dog-looking thing controlled by the episode's villain, uh, Hoggish Greedly. And uh, his sidekick, uh, Rigger. Do you think Hoggish just sort of comes up and he's always like, what's up, my Rigger? Like whenever they walk into a room, do you think he think he says that? That's uh, what? What's, just... <laughs> what? what's <laughs> wrong? He's not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> or do you, do you think Rigger is like gets offended? He's like, it's different when we call ourselves that. But all right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to Problematic Now, a uh, new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we probably get a lot more subscribers. But anyway, uh, sorry, here's my question to you here. And I know we didn't really go deep into the rogues gallery of Captain Planet, but um, do you have a favorite villain that you can remember? Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely do. Okay. Uh, I don't remember her name, but she's like blonde with like a white streak in her oh, hair. Blythe, Blythe. Yeah, yeah, I always thought she was hot. She was, and, she uh, was hot. In fact, there is a uh, pretty suggestive picture of her that's popping up in the Obscuratron, and I'm sure that's not all that's popping up, if you get my drift. I mean... Oh, hey. Uh, so in the chat, I had asked if Hart is universally thought of as the lamest ring, and Smoke Monster said that he would have picked fire for his ring, but the argument for Earth just turned me. Ah, so, all could, right. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. But another, my powers of Earther. manipulation continue. And uh, Chris Perry said, uh, I think he means Blythe for the win. Um, he wrote Blythe. Uh, but I think that there's an episode where, like, she turns good. Like, they, they like, turn her, if I remember right. I saw a screen grab of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I believe that happens. Yeah. So I would say, uh, aside from her, I do, like, and I don't, I don't know why this, there was, like, a, a trend. I guess it's not really a trend. It's more of a trap. Oh, there's the picture. Watch out, fellas. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she's just inking paper, everyone. Okay, settle down. Yeah, I got something she can pollute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I got, I got, I got some waste to dump on her. Yeah, if you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> right in the dumper. It's my, it's oh, my semen. yeah. So, um, I like the uh, the inverse Captain Planet. I can't remember what his name oh, was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was cool. Just kind of like how I like Bizarro uh, Captain Planet. Yeah, like Nega Duck from Darkwing Duck. I just the inverse yeah. colors like work for me or whatever. Um, but uh, moving on. Um, so Captain Pollution is his name. <laughs> wow, they uh, really went out on a limb with that name. I don't know how any kid's gonna be able to figure that out. Um, but uh, yeah. so. Hoggish says he can drill for oil anywhere. 
thanks to this, the robotic dog is called a land blaster. He presses a button that makes the machine drill. Um, it goes into like a lake and penetrates the bottom of the lake that causes water to go through the earth and a single drop leaks into an underwater cave where Gaia has been sleeping, obviously dreaming of the day when we'd be talking about her here on this podcast. So <laughs> it causes her to wake up and then she fixes the leak with her magic uh, and she sees that the drill is still drilling. I mean, man, they just have so many hot girls in Captain Planet. I mean, Guy is pretty attractive too, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, yeah, she's uh, uh, very attractive uh, for a cartoon, I suppose. Uh, and by the way, it, it is it it is Doctor Blight. Blight? Oh, I got the name wrong. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, so Blight. Chris was Chris was correct. Um, but yeah. Uh, a lot of attractive people in this uh, in this cartoon for children. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Uh, so uh, she looks at like a magical mirror, and it shows all the damage us humans are doing to uh, the planet Earth. And uh, she says that the time has come for rings for the rings, and she sends them out to all the aforementioned uh, planeteers. Uh, do you realize like uh, what like sort of trope? or early cartoon trope she's utilizing that I uh, hate at this at this point? I don't, but I thought it was really weird that she wakes up from a nap mm-hmm. and she says, oh, uh, can't uh, Mother Earth, like, even take a nap? Yeah. But the thing is, like, when she, then she looks at the mirror and she's like, oh, my God, what's been happening, all this pollution? <laughs> How long was she fucking napping? Yeah, that was quite a nap. Uh, but but, but the, the answer to the question I asked was a yeah, soliloquy. She's basically talking to no one. Oh. Like, um, they could have had her, you know, talking to her, like, you know, computer or something, or maybe even giving her a sidekick or something. I don't know, but whatever. At least she doesn't do it for a whole bunch. But, yeah, she's basically talking to herself or us, the viewer. Um, so, yeah, she sends out uh, the um, the rings. Uh, yeah, but back to your comment. Like, yeah, don't you think she, like, once the pollution got bad, she, you know, she could have woken up to stop it before it got so bad that she had to send out a bunch of wacky rings? I don't know, Steve. When you got to sleep, you got to sleep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I hear you, bro. I mean, but, you know, uh, Gaia needs monster. her beauty rest. Yes. I, and, hey, it's paying off. Skin looks great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Smoke Monster had written in the chat, are they gods then? Um uh, I, I guess, yeah, Gaia is like, she has godlike powers. I'd um, say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, kind of uh, interesting. Uh, Ted Turner uh, does not believe in Jesus Christ. He believes in Gaia. I was going to say he believes in himself, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, Gaia is just his, uh, his like, dream woman, basically. Uh, but I was going to say, like, all right, I was going to save this for when they summon Captain Planet, but that's like midway through the episode. We'll probably forget about it by then. It's like, so they never really offer or explain like a backstory about Captain Planet. Like, do you think like the guy who Captain, the powers, they come and form Captain Planet. Do you think that's like Gaia's like ex-boyfriend or something like where where did <laughs> like he come he modeled after yeah, yeah like, he's handsome too Captain Planet sure of course I mean nothing is gonna make kids recycle like you know attractive adults 
Well, you know, they made, you know, with the exception of Dr. Blight, that little hottie, they make all the villains, from what I remember, uh, you know, pretty ugly looking. Right. No, uh, and sure. all of the heroes are, you know, conventionally attract, drawn as conventionally attractive. Especially that um, femboy. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Ted Turner, by the way, he describes himself as an agnostic. Which oh, is uh, wow, atheism re- for cowards. That's ah. <laughs> what I like to call it. Hey, at least he admitted it. I mean, like most, you know, most people just don't even say anything. But yeah. So I will say, uh, all right, as the rings are going out and going to all the planeteers, it basically shows them doing something that's uh, sort of related to their power and kind of who they are. So, so some basic sort of characterization here. Uh, which, uh, you, you know, you definitely want, uh, if you're doing like a, you know, a group or whatever. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you, except for, I do think it's funny. Uh, they have a wheeler going up and like frightening this eighties punk. Who's like twice his size and makes him like right. run away. I, I thought that was yeah, I, like, 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 it, like the punk was going to like rob a lady, I think, mm-hmm. or something. And he like chases him off somehow that that's the power of that like brooklyn accent it like makes even like a weak looking guy like wheeler sound dangerous and scary i guess yeah yeah hey i'm walking here yeah yeah, you you, uh give the lady back her poise before i knock you one hey yeah hey (laughs) it's like i got i got a sausage for dr blight hey Hey. so you turned into andrew dice clay at the end there (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well his accent is very inconsistent though throughout the episode like sometimes he's got like that heavy you know typical uh new yorker accent that we were just doing and other times nothing right right he looks like tom paris from star trek voyager uh i don't know who that is but i'll take your word for it i know you don't steve and uh you're a constant source of disappointment Uh, that's what this that's what this show is all about torturing (laughs) you uh so I do like the fact that Alinka uh, is playing a guitar for some reason, uh, but you know that's just my obsession. That's so Russian slash Soviet. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's very random. Uh, so yeah, Matai scares off a cheetah. Uh, Guy, uh and then Guy dubs them uh, the Planeteers, basically. Um, and th- this is when I remember how uh, obnoxious Wheeler's voice is, like, uh, you know, hearing there, depending on the level of, uh, you know, Brooklyn-ness he decides to bring to it. Uh, so let's see. And now uh, Gaia brings them all together in her lair. Do you think they were pretty, like, accepting of everything? I mean, they just basically got teleported from their normal lives into this like thing and nobody's like freaking out they're all just sort of uh, they'll just sort of accept it what do you think yeah i mean they, they go along with it pretty quickly um but i mean you know it's a kid show they clearly just wanted to like set set up you know the the, the heroes like as quickly as possible mm-hmm. so i mean i'm i'm fine with it um because what, what, what are you going to have them do like protest uh you know, yeah, I, mean, I mean, if it was a movie, uh, like a modern day movie, they would definitely like have at least a few of them be like, oh, I don't know about this. You know, and then they have to like right. come to accept it later on when their mom is killed by, I don't know, uh, <laughs> pollution, a toxic barrel. Right. Or toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, something toxic. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm kind of surprised they didn't go like two parter with this so they could do a little more like that. But uh, in some ways, I'm uh, glad they didn't. 
Um, um <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing at a joke Smoke Monster made, uh, but it, it, it's like a Star Trek deep cut. You're not going to get it. But, um, oh, uh, yeah. Should I the, leave uh, so you guys can talk Star yeah, Trek? Yeah, Steve, just get This is now a Star Trek podcast. Uh, get out of here. <laughs> Uh, I completely lost my train of thought. Uh, uh, so yeah, b- back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Best co-host ever. All right. Yes. So uh, um, basically, Gaia tells the Planeteers how their rings work, and then they all try out their rings to varying su- success. Of course, like Wheeler keeps uh, screwing up because uh, I don't know why. Uh, yeah, he's like the the bad boy rebel. Right. Exactly. Uh, and uh, as we said before, heart is the lamest, but Gaia says it's the most important. And then uh, Kame says they need to practice, but, but Gaia, and, and this, I was kind of surprised because you think, you know, practice makes perfect is like, you know, a pretty important thing that kids need to learn. But Gaia's all like, nah, there's no time for that, brah. <laughs> <laughs> Horace Greedley is like destroying a forest and you need to go out there and stop him now. Like, you don't need to worry about learning your powers or worrying about your safety. You need to go out there and stop them now because if this forest goes, that's the end of the earth. Now, she doesn't say that. <laughs> you have to read between the lines, but that's basically what's going on. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is very weird that they don't, uh, you know, have them like a little montage or something of yeah, them. Yeah, like, that would have gone powers. a long way. Yeah. yeah, like it didn't have to be long, like 30 seconds, you know. <laughs> Just just a little something, and then she's like, "Okay, now you're ready." Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But, but you know, t- Ted Turner's like, "Hey, we we gotta we gotta get to saving uh, the the planet mm-hmm. uh, asap." Uh, like, very got... strange that they gave Wheeler the most dangerous power because <laughs> yeah, well... he's like a bit of a hothead. I don't know if I if I well... want him like. You know, having the power to make fire anytime he wants. Yeah, yeah. it's like, hey, uh, you know, I could be stopping these bad guys, but instead I'm warming up my hot dog over here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hoggish. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, there's no time. They basically, she shows hoggish greedily destroying the um, plant, uh, the forest with his machine. And so now we're with hoggish, and he says, there's only one thing worth caring about in this world. Me, which uh, I, I think that would make a great no fear shirt in and all of its in and of itself. Uh, Absolutely. So all the planeteers they uh, get in a jet and fly to confront Hoggish. Uh, I don't know why Gaia just couldn't you know snap her fingers and teleport him like she did before, but you know we gotta yeah, sell instead, toys instead here. Gaia's like, hey, uh, why don't you jump in this private jet? <laughs> right. uh, put put some gasoline in it first mm-hmm. and. Uh, fly <laughs> yeah. rocket fuel yeah well, it's very very weird well, uh, hey, I, I i'm su- go ahead i'm surprised she didn't say they didn't throw away uh throw in some line about how oh this jet is pollution free it runs on uh matiz uh femboy sexiness or something <laughs> you know? well see this is the beginning of like uh millionaire like actors and uh philanthropists and stuff telling us all that we need to save the earth while they're like tweeting from their phone that's made from slave labor from their private jets that are you know ah. polluting the yeah this is it right here yeah, yeah. okay what... by the way uh 
Sasquatch and Time in the chat. Uh, thanks for joining again. It is a callback to last week's episode. <laughs> he said Captain Planet might be contributing to kids incarcerated nah. if he gets them if he gets them to protest the wrong big corporation. He needs to think of the children. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, for those that missed it, uh, I don't even remember how we got on it, but uh, yeah, Kids Incarcerated is like a, <laughs> a gritty reboot of Kids Incorporated, I think right. it was, or it's, something. Uh, it's right there next to Silk Stockings Jr., the kid version of the classic uh, sexy yeah. so, uh, USA yeah. Th- show. This season on the CW. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, uh, so yeah, they're in the uh, the jet. They fly to go confront Hoggish. Uh, Gaia says that they put all their like while they're flying. She like mentions that uh, if they put all their powers together, they will be surprised again. Gaia being a real grade A bitch here, not giving all the information. <laughs> First, she's all go and danger yourself. No need to practice. But her, oh, oh, and by the way, if you put all your powers together, something magical will happen, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> I mean, I guess that's supposed to create suspense for us, the viewer, like if we hadn't already seen like promos. And then there's the fact that the name of the show is Captain Planet and we haven't seen him yet. So right, right. I don't know exactly yeah, know what that Yeah, and Captain works. Planet, he is like the, the Megazord, right? Sure. Uh, so it is that trope. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and you know, I'll get to it later, but I do like the way they do it, uh, mm-hmm. in Captain Planet. Right, right. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, he's the deus ex machina. Um, but, uh, let's see. So, well, I guess I'll just go into it now, but I mean, but the good thing about him, uh, or, or the way that they, you know, treat the Megazord that is Captain Planet is mm-hmm. that he, the, the kids don't suddenly do nothing. Right. You know, in in other shows, whether it's a Voltron or whatever, you know, once they make their big thing, like that's the thing that solves the problem. Right. But like on Captain Planet, like Captain Planet's like, okay, I'm gonna go do this, but I still need you guys to do this other stuff. Yes, I which is I also great. appreciate that. And <laughs> I love it that even after the bad guy is uh, defeated, their work still is not done, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, Hoggish sees the Planeteer's jet approaching, and he sprays them with uh, oil. And we get a really cheesy line from Wheeler, he- Wheeler here, and he says, They're really rude with the crude. You know, crude oil. Ha, 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 uh, ha. Oh, classic. I wish Mati would have stopped his heart right then and there. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. So, uh, and then Wheeler, he shoots the door off the jet. Um, because, yeah, they're about to crash because they ha- it's covered in oil. Then Linka uses her wind ring to level the plane. Uh, this is good because it shows them, you know, working together. Even though they didn't mm-hmm. have a chance to practice, somehow they're pulling it off. Uh, well, Gaia, Gaia knows, you know, what she's doing when she picked these these uh, young men and women. You know, she knew what she was doing. <laughs> uh, I, I Them, they, yeah, hell. Them, they. That's just my tea. <laughs> so canceled all right Kamai makes a Earth... hey, hey I, no, we're, we're, we're fine hey <laughs> I, i'm a, i'm as liberal as they come of course, of course I, I i welcome uh mati uh and his dresses i welcome our fembot overlords all right so yes yes come on makes bring Earth... that bussy over here mati. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's been a, a lonely and sad weekend <laughs> wow jesus Okay, so uh, Kumai makes an Earth platform for the jet to land on. Then uh, Wheeler and Hoggish exchange like some threats. 
Then Hoggish says he'll blast the walruses with oil if they come any closer. Gotta save them walruses. Uh, yeah. The Planeteers then put their rings together and call Captain Planet. Cap tells the Planeteers to help the animals while he takes down Gre- Greedly, as said by Yahel earlier. Then, uh, well, all right, before we get too deep, like, what do you think about uh, Captain Planet's design? Um, I mean, I, I think it's fine. Uh, I, I don't think it's bad or anything. Uh, it, it's a little, like, um, I don't know, underwhelming, I guess. Mm. Like, like, it's weird because he's got, like, a mullet, and his body is, like, made of glass yeah, or as, some kind of... As we said all the way back in the James Bond Jr., <laughs> like episode they look very similar they kind of sort of have that like 90s guy kind of haircut and like facial uh, structure Um, yeah yeah i mean it's it's weird because it's like iconic uh and stuck in the past at the same time um i mean i don't think anyone i mean nobody really looks like uh captain planet like if you think about the marvel and dc universe except for uh dang there was like a dc guy that looks very similar but um i don't know what do you think about the earth logo like uh, on his chest the uh the yellow yeah glow. Uh, i mean it's fine uh i just think like it's weird that they didn't make it look like the earth right 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 um Instead of just being like a, you know, like a, like an oval with like grid lines, lines which yeah. seems like that would have been more of a pain in the ass to draw. Right. Yeah. With, um, with logos, it's like supposed to be something that, you know, school kids can like doodle on their notebooks, like in school. Yeah. Which I mean, they could. Yeah. But it's so lame. Why would you want to? <laughs> then like, yeah, it, some, it's, someone will come by and they'll be like, yeah, what you, what you drawing there, uh, nerd? And it's like. Yeah, the, the Captain Planet uh, logo. It's like, no, nah, that's a globe. You love geography, nerd. And then the kid gets beat up. <laughs> like. Hey, get him, boys. This guy knows where uh, Austria is. Get the tables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I mean, I get it. You also have to keep your logo simple, which they did. But maybe it's just a little too simple. Um, yeah. But yeah. So uh, moving on. Um, let's see. Cap tells the plan. All right. So a cap makes the oil go back into the earth by swimming around it and creating like a whirlpool. Uh, they, uh, uh, then, uh, Hoggish grabs cap with the claws of the machine, but cap just laughs. Like, what did you think about that scene? Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's in the claw and then like, he's like trying to stab captain planet with like the drill bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's poking him, and Captain Planet just laughs, and he goes, oh, that tickles. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I was like, dang, how OP is Captain Planet here? Like, it's Cap- been a long oh, time. Captain Planet, from what I remember, his powers are whatever the plot requires. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you got That's it. how I remember. But, uh, I mean, I thought it was fine, because, you know, they're, they're establishing uh, he's got, like, super strength and super durability, so I thought it was fine for that. Yeah, then... Uh... So, yeah, basically he breaks out of there, uh, and Cap then throws uh, the uh, the sidekick of uh, Hoggish into the trash can, and Captain Planet actually goes, see you later, my rigger. I mean, I thought that was really weird. I can't believe he said that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> Cap flies to Greedly, and then Greedly shoots him with toxic waste, making him fall all the way back down to the shore with the planeteers. So at least you get to see 
Captain Planet's uh, weakness here, which is basically toxic waste, which makes uh, perfect sense. Uh, any comments about that? No, 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 no comments. Uh, Steve, uh, great job. Thank You're you. doing great. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> thank you, my rigger. Uh, they did uh, figure out <laughs> if they clean the toxic waste off Cap, he will be revived, um, which, I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer. But, hey, I, I mean, I don't exactly – I assume the Planeteers are supposed to be around the ages of, like, 18 or so, uh, you know. Uh, oh, I think they're younger than that. Yeah, so, so uh, okay then. Um, so they get some water, and then he's back to full power just like that. Cap punches the legs of the, the Land Smasher slash Robo Dog, whatever you want to call it, causing it to fall over. But then uh, this definitely made me roll my eyes because it's like my least favorite trope of uh, 90s cartoons is Hoggish Greedley is like standing there, like watching Captain Planet destroy the, um, or maybe it's the aftermath of the robot dog. He's like in a tunnel or something and he's just mm-hmm. like, I'll be back, Captain Planet. And he just goes away. And you think like Captain Planet with his like massive, almost infinite amount of power would easily be able to apprehend him and at least like, you know, throw him in prison or something, uh, right. deliver him to some sort of authorities. I mean, it just uh, it just left a little uh, emptiness to me. What do you think? No, I agree. I, I think, you know, Captain Planet realizes that without these villains, he, he doesn't get to be alive. <laughs> so, you know, he needs them. And that brings up an interesting uh, question here. So, I mean, I, I don't think I've seen the last episode of Captain Planet, but uh, let's assume that, you know, they cleaned up the entire Earth. Like, does Captain Planet get to be a regular citizen at that point? Or what do you think? Do you and Gaia get back goes, together? I assume he just goes back to being Gaia's, like, love slave or something. Oh, there you go. All right. That sounds that sounds about right. That's what billionaire Ted would want. He's that, uh, her, her free, her, he's probably like a free use. Uh, slave of hers. I don't know if you're familiar with that phrase. Why don't you enlighten me? <laughs> oh, so if you're in a relationship and somebody in the relationship is free use, I think that's a, that's a phrase for it. Maybe I miss. Maybe someone. Maybe some perverts in the chats can correct yeah. me. But basically, it means that they've cons- pre-consented to let you have your way with them at any time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Where do you? All right. I already know where you learn all this stuff, so I'm not even going to ask. Uh, I, I just, I'm just educated, man. I'm just, just an educated man, Steve. <laughs> okay, whatever you say, buddy. Uh, I like how this this episode in particular has turned into you and I making each other uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, I do like that a lot. That's the Captain Planet way, I think, or maybe the Ted Turner way. Who knows? So uh, Cap says his work is done, but. The Planeteers work is just beginning. After all that hard work, do the Planeteers get to like hang out and have some like chili dogs and Yojo Cola? It's a call back to G.I. Joe comics if anyone ever reads those. Uh, no, no. They have to clean off all the all the waste off all the animals. And then Wheeler complains, and then Linka says that some rewards are greater than money. Which uh, I'm sorry, is that your Russian accent? Uh, I mean, I can do better than that, but that's that's what it is. That's my Linka for right now. Uh, okay, I, I mean, I can't do a Russian accent, so I mean, I I have no room to talk. Right. So, uh, and that is the end of the episode. So yeah, I mean, basically, they really want you to go out and clean up the earth. Uh, did Did you yeah. get that? Did, were you able to get that message? I 
I think I got it. I, I will say I do like at the end, though, um, when Wheeler is complaining about them having to clean the animals. You know, he's like, oh, I don't get why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, she says what you said that she said about some rewards are better than money or whatever, because he says we're not even getting paid. But then right. but she also says, uh, you know, we're doing it because we care. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great message for kids that like, you know, that you don't need to, you know, be rewarded for doing something good. Uh, so I think, I think that's a great message it for, is a great uh, for message. the kids. It is a great message. Uh, but we're not done yet. So Cap tells us he wants us to join the Planeteers and saving our planet. And uh, and then basically the Cat and Planet theme plays, uh, which, I mean, I think is probably the best and most memorable aspect of Captain Planet. Cause like it's, it's a an su- awesome theme. Yeah. And it's still stuck in my head these yeah. days and it's composed by one Tom Worrell. And he previously did music for uh, the fall guy. I don't know if you ever watched that show. It's uh, like an eighties show about a stunt man or whatever. No. Uh, the all new uh, Dennis, the menace and uh, Tom and Jerry kids. Uh, so I would say, well, I mean, I'm sure he got paid well for all that other stuff. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Captain Planet is probably his most uh, memorable work. Yeah, yeah. The theme song's great. Uh, it's real catchy. It's been stuck in my head uh, ever since. I forgot that the song has like a rap verse in the <laughs> middle of it. Yeah, it's like uh, it's at the end where they go, we're the Planeteers. You can be one, too. Because saving our planet is the thing to do. Because every, every 90s... Uh, cartoon theme had to have it. Remember, yeah. even Wildcats has a rap in it. Yeah, it, it, it's like Ace of Base levels of like <laughs> rapping, though. It's not very good. Without the Nazism, the blatant Nazism. <laughs> oh, really? Are they like... Oh, you didn't know about that? Yeah, that was like a big um, controversy with them is that I, they found out that some of the members, either like their parents were involved or they uh, something to do with... Uh, yeah, with racism, uh, for sure. Oh, my God. Well, I, I see. I see. Uh, now I've got some reading to do after the podcast. Because what could the sign be, you hell, that they're always oh. seeing? What could, I mean, I don't know if that's what it actually is, but what could it be? It's no, that, certainly, that's definitely what it is. I'm get, if it's not in their Wikipedia, I'm going to edit it in there. Uh, it's certainly not the yellow icon of Captain Planet's globe. That the Definitely not. Is. My sister loved Ace of Base. I'm going to text her after this. I didn't know you were a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm. Um, I'm sure your Hispanic sister will appreciate that. Um, yes, yes. So, uh, are you? Are we ready to render our verdict? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right, here we go. All right, Planeteer Yehel Velasquez. Do you think? Captain Planet should be remembered for all of human history or uh, toss into the landfill with all the other uh, like terrible 90s cartoons like Bruno the Kid and uh, James Bond Jr. Oh, geez. No, I, I say keep it. Uh, I think it's a really good show. Uh, great messages for kids, not even just about the planet, but just about working together. Um, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of good lessons here. Actually, th- this reminded me of star trek in a lot of ways uh of course because there's a certain i mean not just because of the actors in it but you know there's a certain level of like optimism Mm -hmm. um that the heroes have uh you know they're working together it's a very diverse cast it's very star trek like 
Um, but yeah, I thought it was uh, really, really good. It flew by. Uh, the only uh, my my only negative really is that we didn't watch a Doctor Blight episode. But uh, <laughs> I mean, there'll be plenty more uh, episodes of Obscurity now to so yeah. you can ogle Doctor Blight. Uh, yeah, and, and if you want to, well, not ogle Doctor Blight, but if you want to watch this, I am about to put the link in the chat. Uh, so you can watch it for free on archive.org. But more importantly, Steve, what say you? Should people watch this show? Should should it be remembered? Oh, man. I mean, it should be remembered. I mean, it's pretty cheesy. Uh, and I remember even thinking that it was cheesy even back then. Yeah, I agree. It is um, cheesy, for sure. And, my, and, like my, and it almost borders on... <laughs> on levels of like propaganda uh and it's funny to see the way like things have shifted because like you know in the 80s you know obviously you could say that you know gi joe is a you know military propaganda cartoon and here this one is basically a uh, you know green uh propaganda cartoon but um but yeah you're right it, it moves fast like there's a decent enough amount of characterization for the planeteers so you at least get a vague idea of who they are there's definitely some cheesy lines uh, i mean i i mean i can't imagine like a uh, you know a kid watching this in uh current year and and enjoying it they probably just roll their eyes but the power of nostalgia compels me to that captain planet will be remembered i i would i would say that it probably needs a remake, <laughs> um, but that, I doubt that is ever going to happen. But yes, for all those reasons and many more, Captain Planet shall be remembered. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. feel like we're on a streak of remembered shows yeah it's been a minute uh, i think it's because it's we've been doing more mainstream stuff and uh if you're sick of us trying to follow the trends even though captain planet isn't very trendy other than uh, well i wouldn't say, i would say it's pretty trendy right now because like the reason why i wanted to cover it was uh because uh of how hot it is because we didn't heed the lessons from captain planet as a society oh, oh, oh here and we now go. we are paying the price <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I was gonna say captain planet should be trending but i mean i don't really think anyone else uh at least in the last year or two are talking about it besides us uh but um but yes boy do we have a topic for you guys uh next week <laughs> Oh, Do you remember yeah, what we got agreed about upon? Oh, no, I remember. We're going to cover uh, Chris Gaines behind the music. Yes, a uh, fake rockumentary about a fake uh, rock star created by Garth Brooks. Um, for like And a... played by Garth Brooks. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Could you guys cover Cabin Boy one day? Hmm. I watched that yeah, I recently. We could... Yeah, we, yeah. Could, we could do that. <laughs> did? Sure. Well, by recent Chris Elliott, right? Yeah, by recently, I mean like a year or two ago, because that's one of those. I'll add it to the list. That's one of those that's definitely fallen into sort of like cult uh, renown, uh, just because it's uh, pretty wacky. Um, but yeah, so there you go, uh, listeners. Um, we're covering <laughs> a 
can't believe we're doing this. Chris Gaines behind the music, I think is yeah. what it is or something like that. Um, For those of you that don't know, it was uh, Garth Brooks wanted to do like a different style of music. Mm-hmm. And he created this character called Chris Gaines, put out an album. He did interviews as Chris Gaines. He performed on SNL. He mm. hosted SNL, but then performed as Chris Gaines. And then there's a fake... Garth Brooks hosted it, but then Garth Brooks performed as Chris Gaines with like a crappy emo wig and everything. <laughs> and there's like a fake behind the music about him that I stumbled across yeah. on TikTok. And that's uh, the story of why we're covering. Yeah. And behind the music was a show on VH1. I think they actually rebooted it a few years ago. Um, and did some new episodes, but uh, it was actually, I used to love watching Behind the Music, but it'd be like an hour-long little mini documentary mm-hmm. on a musician or a band or whatever that they would do. And uh, they, a lot of those were like very good, but I just can't believe that Behind the Music, through their, their um, uh, my God, what do, you, what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? Their uh, credibility dignity, in the trash. Credibility, yeah, yeah. By, by covering uh, a fake uh, musician. Well, I think, uh, and again, I don't really know the uh, where... Chris Gaines falls in the behind the music uh, sort of like, uh, you know, history. But at that point, it, it had become such a staple that they were also doing other stuff. Like there is a Simpsons episode called a Behind the Laughter, where they basically mm. did a uh, sort of behind the music style mockumentary on the Simpsons. It's actually freaking hilarious. But uh, anyway, uh, anything else to add before we sign off here, Mr. Velasquez? No, I am good. All right, uh, well, um, ladies and gentlemen, if you like uh, superhero action, uh, my comic book, Escape to Earth, both issues are available for purchase in the Reptilian Media store. There is a link in the description, and I am going to play the cinematic trailer on the way out for it in case you have no idea what it is. Uh, But uh, other than that, we will see you next Sunday as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next week. I'm having a weird, weird day. The name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. Ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, Zero Thief, on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my blade. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man, I thought you were gonna die. Cut me loose, behind you. Whoa! Ah! Thought I was done for. It was gonna be a light snack for a snarling creature. But then, she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, things just got even weirder. Thirty-six pages of insane dinosaur action. Issue one available now at reptilianmedia.bigcartel.com, featuring a variant cover by Sean Forney. 
Act now while supplies last. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.